Spirituality is not a destination. It is a practice. It is a lifestyle. It is a daily commitment to come back home. It is the humble recognition we are all one. Spirituality is not a destination. It is a journey. It is a path we choose to walk. Welcome to Sex and Psychology. I am your host, Lauren Coletti. How is everyone doing? It's been a little while. I haven't recorded anything, I think, in over a week or so now. Honestly, I've been thinking about podcasting literally every single day, but haven't been able to bring myself to do it for whatever reason. I've just been feeling very uninspired. And it's so funny because I actually have this long list of topics on my phone that I'd love to cover for y'all, but I haven't been able to physically bring myself to do it uh, for whatever reason. I just haven't been feeling motivated. So I do apologize and thank you so much for bearing with me. I promise to kind of pump out a decent amount of content in the next few weeks. I've really been soul searching. I've been calling this month my soul search month because I haven't been working and I've kind of just been dabbling in a few passion projects like singing and writing music, um, making an ebook, and so on. So the theme of this month, the end of 2020, is for me personally, soul searching and self-care. And I hope everyone had a nice holiday. Thanksgiving was, you know, despite everything going on, there is still immense amounts of things to be thankful for and for me Thanksgiving was full of joy and love. Um, I actually spent it with my boyfriend's family who I adore and I guess that's part of the reason why I haven't been recording as much because I have been a little bit preoccupied with school and making yoga every single day. Yoga takes a decent amount of time out of my day when you go to hot yoga if you don't know it's a little bit of a process classes are normally an hour to an hour and a half and then you have to shower and it it takes a pretty good chunk of time out of my day um i've been loving it absolutely notice a tremendous difference but yes i am in a relationship now and i'll do a quick little update for y'all Um, my boyfriend, his name is Nick, and I'm actually asking him to come on the show later tonight. We're going to go to yoga together. I'm literally so overjoyed with how things are going. I swear I was running an uphill battle this summer. And the second, literally the day that I just was ready to throw in the towel, I gave it up to God. I manifested such a sweet loving kind soul i do believe that he is my soulmate and i don't mean to sound crazy when i say that but i believe every relationship is divinely orchestrated um and there is no mistakes in life and he literally is my twin flame um he's so conscious and loving and compassionate and I told him yesterday, I'm like, you're literally a mirror, like of all the good qualities of myself in a partner and everything good that I want to work on and manifest in myself, I see within you. 
And life is a mirror like that, right? It will show us, you know, our higher self. It will show us things that we are. It's a reflection or sometimes it's what we have to work on. And this is my first relationship where I'm trying to remain as conscious and healthy as possible. I'm not used to healthy romantic relationships in the past. They've been historically toxic, unhealthy, dysfunctional, and abusive. And I've really been working on those things within myself. And I believe that's why I manifested such a enlightened, conscious soul. So I'm truly grateful for that. And it's so funny because we could read all the self-help books and we can do all the meditations and the yoga and the chanting and whatever. But if we do not actually take action on it in our daily lives, then how will we know? How will we really fulfill that need for ourselves, if that makes sense? That's what my life coach told me. She's like, Lauren, you do all the work. You listen to the podcast. You have been studying A Course in Miracles. You watch the spiritual teachers and connect with nature and journal but you were pushing love away this was an opportunity love was knocking on your door an opportunity to be happy and you were saying no to it i'm not ready but would the universe really have manifested you this great person if you weren't ready and i kind of just had to dive into it and say you know what i may never be fully ready there's never going to be a chance a time when i sit down i'm like okay universe i've done all the self-work I'm ready, bring me my soulmate. No, it doesn't work like that. We're usually never ready. Our ego is never ready. So we just have to take a chance on ourselves and believe that this is when the real work comes in. We can journal and read all we want, but if we're not practicing it in our daily lives, then we're not committing to doing the work in physical time. So that was very interesting. That's something that I've been learning um, in the last few weeks. And I believe that every relationship in our life is a soulmate relationship. You know, soulmate isn't necessarily your knight in shining armor that shows up on a chariot and takes you away and you're only one love. We can have many loves in life, uh, in life, excuse me. And I think there's a couple categories of soulmates when it comes to love. There's those soulmates that will break you and there's sort of those karmic tie relationships and it could also be twin flame relationship, but they're painful and they hurt you. And you know, we can't demonize the other person all the time. We hurt people, we get hurt by people, we love people, we leave people and we get left. And certain soulmates break our heart so that we can rebuild it and learn who we really are. And soulmates that trigger us and leave us feeling grief and wounded, those soulmates really are an opportunity for us to learn to love ourselves. And the other tier of soulmates, which I believe my current boyfriend is, is the soulmates that come into our life to teach us to receive love, teach us to love and be loved in return. That love that we were so eager and willing to give to others, now it's our opportunity to receive that love. And receiving love can be really uncomfortable, especially if we don't know that we are worthy of love. So it's it's an opportunity to 
transpire and transmute all that pain and that toxicity and that anguish. And it's a chance to really uplift and enlighten each other and grow together and love together. And relationships are a really great opportunity for spiritual awakening. And recently I've been getting this intuitive nudge and my internal guide has been pushing me to do more spiritual work and talk about spiritual topics and enlightenment and just being mindful and conscious. That's top of mind for me right now. So something I wanted to discuss quickly today because I am waiting on my mom to go food shopping. (laughs) Um, I wanted to talk about mindful sex because intimacy is something that could be very challenging, especially if we don't know how to be intimate and sit with ourselves. And I think one of the biggest blocks to having conscious sex and mindful, mind-blowing sex is we're not willing to be inside our bodies. And I've been noticing this with me. Um, I'm someone that has experienced sexual pain that I'll get cramps or it will hurt. It will just not feel good. And in the past, I've had a lot of sex that I didn't want to have to please my partner, make someone happy, or they were pressuring me and coercing me into having sex and I just wanted to get it over with so so they would shut up. So I've actually, believe it or not, have had a pretty... um, negative relationship to sex and sexuality in the past and one of the things that has really helped me is spending time being present in my body and I noticed this actually the other night and I hope that my boyfriend (laughs) doesn't mind me talking about this but the first few times we had sex I noticed that I would dissociate and I would leave my body and if you're familiar with sexual trauma at all you know this is a protective response when you've felt attacked or vulnerable in the past. Sometimes we dissociate, we leave our physical bodies because it's safer and we don't have to sit with it and experience it. Um, And our bodies are still experiencing it, but our minds are elsewhere. So I noticed that I would kind of leave my body and I really didn't know why I was doing this because my boyfriend is very gentle and he is very caring and loving and I know he would never do anything that disrespected me. But I brought this up to one of my coaches and they were like, you don't feel safe and that's okay because it's understandable why you want to feel safe. You've been assaulted and and whatnot. So I think one of the keys to having better sex is to be present and to be mindful. And I believe this is why yoga is tremendously helpful. This is why I'm so committed to doing a daily yoga practice because for that hour or however long, It teaches us to feel everything within our body, the pain, the pleasure. It teaches us to breathe through it and sit with it and that it's not going to overtake us. And when we're having sex, it is a very physical act because it is literally two bodies becoming one, but it is also a very spiritual and emotional act. And this is some of the principles of Tantra is deep breathing and looking into your partner's eyes and putting your hands over each other's chest and really becoming whole is two bodies becoming one and there's nothing more intimate than that and i think in the millennial timeline in the 21st century a lot of people just have sex just to fuck because they're horny and they want to come or whatever 
for me, it's never really been like that. Yes, I am a very sexual person. Um, I'm not ashamed to say that I literally masturbate every single day <laughs> before bed because there's so many health benefits and it just helps me fall asleep and get relaxed. And it's really great for anxiety. Um, and that's been one of the things that's helped me to become a better lover and a more giving lover is knowing my own body because our partners aren't mind readers. We can often get so resentful if someone that we're dating isn't doing something that we like and we expect them to know off the bat and read our mind. And then we get pissed when they're not a mind reader and they don't know. So we have to tell them, we have to tell our partner, this is what feels good. This is what does not feel good. I like this, I don't like that. And I had this conversation, although it can be kind of awkward and uncomfortable, I had this conversation with my boyfriend maybe like a week ago. I was like, hey, listen, tell me what turns you on. Tell me what turns you off. Tell me what you're comfortable with, you like, you don't like, because if we don't have sexual boundaries, then there's gonna be a lot of hurt. And we can't expect our partner to know we like this or we don't like that. You have to have that difficult conversation to set those boundaries and that's what makes sex so much more gratifying and I noticed this I personally love like looking into his eyes while we are having sex because it makes it so much more vulnerable yes but also so much more passionate to know that that person sees you and they wouldn't want to be with anyone else in the world at that moment besides you. So here are some things I'm going to tell you to do every day to start having better sex if you so choose. One, meditate. And this sounds so like, oh, meditate. Like, I thought you were going to tell me how to give a better blowjob or something. No, that stuff has its time and place. But honestly, the fundamental tools to have better sex is to be better to yourself and meditating helps because it grounds us it keeps us present and mindful and it allows us to be where we're at and you don't have to go on a mountain and start chanting you can start with meditating five minutes a day in the morning and at night I personally try to strive for an hour a day but this is also partially because I'm unemployed and I'm not working a nine-to-five job right now so I do have the time so one try to meditate even if it's just for a few breaths, breathe. I notice myself holding my breath a lot of times when I'm having sex and this is a big like orgasm killer, honestly. Um, there's something cool that I've been researching a little bit more and it's called breathgasms and it's literally reaching climax because of your breath. If you feel like you're gonna orgasm, I really suggest you breathing deeply full body breaths because not only does breathing relieve tension, but it also like assists in climaxing in getting over that metaphorical hill. So that's my first tip, practical tool is to friggin meditate. <laughs> it's so important. Um, a lot of times people will have less than ideal sex also because of anxiety and worrying and meditating also assists with that. The second one is to do some yoga. Again, doesn't have to be an hour a day. You don't have to be going to hot yoga class. You can literally start your morning and end your night with some yoga poses. Now they have Google and YouTube. It's so, so, so easy to find a good yoga practice for you, whether you're advanced or a beginner. And these two things have been crucial 
in helping to not only have better sex, but heal my sexuality wounds. And the last thing I'm going to ask you to do is just spend more time communicating with your partner and also spend more time with yourself, learning what you like, play with yourself. I can't imagine how differently my sexuality would be if I didn't take a few minutes every day to explore my body. It's your body. Learn to touch yourself. Learn what turns you on. Learn what feels good and what doesn't feel good and have those critical conversations because sex with a random person it could be okay for me i've never enjoyed it but sex with someone that really knows you and loves you and wants to please you that is the best sex that i've personally ever had and lastly a caveat body image and self-esteem comes up a lot of times i hear with not only women but people having sex in general the sex i had in my early 20s was pretty horrible because even though I look back at pictures, I'm like, wow, I was so small and beautiful and young. Like, I didn't feel that way. I felt ugly. I felt fat. I was worried if I didn't shave, if I didn't get waxed, if my big toe smelled, like it, just stupid stuff. And when I was having sex, I wouldn't even be present because I was so focused on my imperfections and flaws and how I looked. Listen, guys, like sex isn't going to be like it is in Pornhub. That shit is fake. That is acting. It's not real. And it's not realistic either. Sex is dirty. Sex is messy. Sex is vulnerable. It could smell good or bad and have weird noises and body parts flailing all over the place. Like, that is real fucking sex. That is, we're adults. That's adult sex. Sex isn't about how you look. It's about what feels good, making the other person feel good, getting pleasure yourself learning to receive pleasure and we can't learn to receive if we are so preoccupied with a zit we have on our back or something like that i promise you someone worth sleeping with isn't going to critique you and like stop mid fuck because you have i don't know a, a chest hair or something <laughs> like i swear the person that is right for you to be sharing your body with and worth getting laid is going to glorify you like the way you deserve to be worshipped they will honor every inch of your body they will respect you and your boundaries and they will probably find you very attractive if they're sleeping with you that's the person that deserves to be with you when we hold these negative thoughts about ourselves that we're too fat or our dick isn't big enough i don't know our boobs are too small like i've been there ladies i do not have big tits um i've been very critical of my body i've hated my body i thought it was disgusting listen that's not what sex is about it's about sharing that experience with someone and whether you need to have the lights off whatever you have to do to get comfortable be with someone that thinks you're a goddess. Nick thinks I'm freaking beautiful. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know how. And I also think that he is so sexy and he doesn't even see it. We don't see ourselves the way that other people see us. But we have to let that go. Let our insecurities go. Let them go. Do whatever you have to do to get comfortable with yourself. Look at yourself naked in the mirror. Tell yourself three things every single day that you love about yourself. I know it sounds corny, but we have to do these things. We have to look into our eyes in the mirror, get raw, get real. And I swear, once we do these things, once we put those things we are self-conscious about behind us and just learn to 
be with our partner, make them feel good, make ourselves feel good, be mindful, be present, I swear our sex lives will change. I'm right there with you doing the work. It could be hard to quiet that monkey mind in the moment, let your mind go. And this is why meditating is so important because when we meditate and quiet our minds, we can also put it into play when we're having sex. So have some freaking fun. Sex is is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to bring joy. So I hope that this helps you somewhat today. I'm going to have to go. Thanks so much for bearing with me. I'll bring you loads of new content in the next coming weeks. I love you guys so much. Go out and have some great sex tonight. I know I will.